This is a Sono India production and you're listening to Pride and Prejudice. This year on the 3rd anniversary of decriminalization of same-sex relations, Access Bank announced new features for the community. This included queer couples being able to open a joint account. Yeah, so a friend of mine from the queer community shared the press release with me and uh, so Bhakti and I have been together since 2015 and um, you know we live together, we have built a life together. and we were talking about opening a joint account for some time but then we were like okay now that this has so clearly been um is you know curated for the lgbtq plus community we were very excited when when we received that when i received that press release this is anisha a writer speaking about opening a joint account with her partner bhakti however when they stepped into their nearest branch in mumbai nobody seemed to know what they were talking about the customer service helpline operators had no idea the people in the branch had no idea in fact a trainee employee even raised it to her supervisors and they too had no idea at this point we've pretty much understood yeah. obviously it's been made very clear that nobody has any idea yeah. what's happening nobody has any idea that this policy or scheme even exists Anisha later tweeted about the experience and it went viral. Harish Ayer, queer activist and the head of diversity and inclusion at Access Bank, reached out to them along with others from the bank and set up a joint account for them soon after. But even after their long conversations and apologies, Bhakti explains why she is not satisfied. So I understand from an organization and of you that you know you will always have these tough questions do we train everybody and then launch the service or do we launch this at a very good moment in history and you know uh you know give something back to the community at a time where it's a celebrate celebratory mood mood yeah. for everyone um i understand where they were coming from and i can understand their limitations as well but I still feel and I cannot shrug that thought even though I've had a long conversation with Harish that to some degree it does feel in like they were trying to cash in on that very you know that I mean it's it's a it's a queer history and it's a very seminal moment in the in queer history in India if you're saying something like this in September knowing that it's a very important month you ought to know what you're doing and if you do not have services on the day you launch that means you're doing a half job i mean it's a half ass job hi i am surya tapa mukherjee reporting for this episode of pride and prejudice pride and prejudice is our show on all things lgbtqia plus Today we are exploring the growing prevalence of companies marketing to the queer community. But often these efforts seem superficial. Often it seems that it is not queer people but our pockets that brands care about. Even back in 2009, a Forbes article said that the community made up 4% of the Indian population and had an annual earning of rupees 1.5 lakh crore. 
companies around the world have tapped into pink money, which refers to the purchasing power of the queer community. Tejasvi, an editor at Gacy Family, told me why such representation is not always enough. I mean, as women, women, women have these sisters. Women have been represented on screen for decades, from the beginning of, uh, for, not from the beginning of time. Okay, but for most part of it, women have been playing cis women. Have been playing cis women on screen. Do we really feel represented? You know. Uh, I don't think so. As someone who is AFAB and is usually seen as a woman, I don't feel represented even as a woman. You know, so uh, it's quite weird to uh, assume that representation and representation on certain terms are uh, is a solution to some of the major systemic issues. It really is not. Take this ad for example. Rukna. Yeah. Lagya tera femcrem gold bleach. Thanks. You're the best. Achha, ek baat batao. Karwa chauth ka. Itna difficult brush kyu rakh rahe ho? Unki khushi ke liye. It shows a young couple applying the bleach cream for each other as they celebrate Karwa chauth by fasting together. They are helped in the traditions by one of their mothers. This is Bhakti explaining why the ad did not make sense to her. A great example of how brands can completely misunderstand, you know, queer culture, queer identity. I think in India, especially if somebody is queer, and to the point of taking their relationship official with their parents, and let's say, okay, yeah, they are married. I do not think, you know, for the kind of questioning and you know internal fights and you know uh, familial arguments that we all go through in regards of you know questioning that patriarchal, misogynistic, traditional religious rituals. I don't think any queer woman would be like, oh, karwa chot. Mm. Let me have some of that in my queer life with my partner. Yeah. Let me fast. With no logic, no rationale for the entire day, yeah. so that my partner may be awarded with a longer, healthier life. Anisha chimes in, and ironically, like I was watching that ad, and I didn't even tell you this. What really stuck in my brain was the only queer person I know who's ever kept karwa chod was a closeted person who was married to a man and dating a woman at the same time. <laughs> the ad was taken down. Not because of such objections from the queer community, but because of objections from the Madhya Pradesh government. This is Narottam Mishra, Home Minister of the State, speaking to journalists. बहुत गंभीर विषय मैं मानता हूँ. इसलिए भी मानता हूँ मैं कि ये हिंदू धर्म के धार्मिक त्योहारों को लेकर ही इस तरह की क्लिपिंग, विज्ञापन क्यों जारी किए जाते हैं? आज वो इन लेसविन को करवा चौथ का व्रत तोड़ते हुए छलनी में देखते हुए बता रहे कल को लड़का लड़की दोनों लड़के ही फेरे लेते दिखा देंगे शादी करते हुए दिखा देंगे ये आपत्ति है अभी मैंने डीजीपी को लेसविन वाला जो डाबर का विज्ञापन आया है उसमें निर्देश दिए कि इसका परीक्षण कराएं और उस कंपनी को बताएं कि इसे हटाएं अन्यथा हम वैधानिक कार्रवाई करेंगे In fact, Tejasvi initially thought it was taken down because of objections from queer people. 
initially i thought the ad was taken down because the queer community was critical of it <laughs> i actually believed that i was like oh this is interesting i want an interesting kind of event then it, a lot of people wrote me back and it was they were like it was because of this and i was like wait wait so you I don't actually know. like you yeah, posted this somewhere did. being like oh yeah queer <laughs> people got it taken down <laughs> i did i did i put on my stories or something if i remember correctly but yeah sometimes i'm naive and i get carried away i feel a little hopeful kya kare abhi No, but that makes so much sense like this that is exactly like i wanted to take the ad down <laughs> you know like yeah. i wanted yeah. to take the ad exactly <laughs> look at the turn of events like i wanted the ad down anyway <laughs> and someone <laughs> instead it got taken down on terms that i you know challenge anyway and i'm like wow i don't know how to respond <laughs> to this It must be mentioned that though we all seem to be on the same page here, there are queer people who were happy with the sad. In fact, they just we received criticism for speaking against it, but they maintain that it is a narrow representation. It represents one kind of queer identity while alienating others. And when I wrote a piece for Gazi, I read a lot of comments. A lot of a lot of people wrote about how the ads helped them feel seen. but you know that comes at the comes at the cost of fragmenting the com- uh, community even further like where you feel seen because you belong to a certain caste location or a socio economic location or even like you look a certain way you look fair or you look like someone you know in fact the ad tagline was what agar aisa nikhar ho to how can the world say no how can the world not accept you or something like that जब ऐसा हो निखार आपका तो दुनिया की सोच कैसे ना बदले फैम ग्लो विथ प्राइड निखार होने से ही द वर्ल्ड कैन एक्सेप्ट यू नो द वर्ल्ड हैज टू ओवरलुक आर क्वियरनेस एंड बी लाइक ओ एटलीस्ट शी इज फेयर दीज आर द टेंशंस ऑफ द न्यू क्वियर इंडिया वी आर इन अ फेज ऑफ नेगोशिएशन negotiating how much of ourselves we can see on screen like in the dabber ad and negotiating how safe we can feel in spaces like a taxis bank i share this perspective with anisha and bhakti this is something that i think being queer in india at this time i feel like it's something familiar that you know you believe a space is safe and then you go in and then you realize a way you know like maybe it's not and maybe you know and to be in that position where you have to quickly decide like how safe you are and yeah, how much you yeah, can negotiate yeah. anything being put in that position where you were having to explain to the people that this is you know the scheme and then come out and also explain like what's queer and you know i think that, that that's like like yeah. you have to basically give them like queer history 101 yeah, in yeah, like 3 a, minutes yeah like a, how yeah it's a primer on like same sex relationships that you have to provide yeah. yeah 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 that was i think definitely the most jarring part of it you know where we that, that's what i said in my my tweets as well that we walked in thinking it's going to be a safe space because you told us it's going to be a safe space yeah and now that i'm out i can't backtrack and be like haha actually i'm bus joke kar rahe the like this is not going to happen i have come it takes a lot to be able to do it i'm not going to walk back into the closet 
Yeah. I'm here, I'm out, I'm proud and I'm demanding something that you are telling me I'm going to get. Yeah. How how can it be that you tell me it's not possible? You should have seen his face, Surya Tapa, when I showed him his, that website on, that press release on his own website, you could see it on his face. <laughs> oh, f- you could see that, you know. In our conversation, Anisha repeatedly pointed out how she still fared better than many others would have in her position. Why? Because Harish Ayer, the head of diversity and inclusion at Access Bank, who led this campaign, also knows her personally. Because she has almost 20,000 followers on Twitter and that gives her a voice. And even the fact that she lives in a big city makes a difference. Cases like ours, hmm. tomorrow somewhere in a Dadar branch, an Indore branch, or whatever XYZ branch, this happens. More, more specifically, we were talking about Bombay, of course, because that's our city, but obviously this applies pan India because obviously Access is a national bank. What, what happens? Where do they go if they don't know Harish Ayer, if they don't have any presence online on any social media platforms, they don't have a Twitter account with X amount of followers, where, where, do we, where do we go? Where do they go? On Twitter, while apologizing, Harish highlighted the fact that change will take time and it is a long process. I got in touch with him for an interview, but he was not available. He has spoken to journalist Faye D'Souza and this is what he had to say. Internally, the things that we were doing is we were issuing circulars to people regularly, uh, getting our MD to speak about it. Um, we were, uh, we uh, offer, we have uh, training sessions called Pause for Bias, where we generally speak about uh, sex, sexuality and gender because people aren't even aware of the basics of what is sex and what is gender. So we have these conversations, intentional conversations within the bank. But to uh, answer what the couple went through, uh, it is uh, it is unfortunate. It shouldn't have happened. Harish Ayer is one of the most well-known queer activists in the country. So why is it that even with him at the helm, such a blunder was made? Tejasvi says that there is only so much that queer people can do within oppressive systems. Can a single person really do so much? This is like a tradition of, I don't know, so many decades. Access Bank is a really old bank. And obviously, patriarchy is even older. Capitalism is even older. So all of these traditions, is this one person, can this one person really be, that to a queer person, you know, it's not like they started off with, you know, much of a uh, leg room anyway. Will this person really be able to take all of this and, you know, work on all of these aspects and really dismantle those oppressive structures and rebuild something in such a short span of time? Absolutely not. At the end of the day, it's your employer. You're on their payroll. How much are you going to stand up to them? And how much should you stand up to them? How many battles are you going to pick against them? You're going to be fired. They're going to probably find another queer person who is willing to take that job because at the end of the day, we all need to pay our rent. Uh, you know, so yeah, I think that position, creating that position is just not enough. There is so much more work. And to put all the burden on that one person is again not enough. I mean, it's not fair. Even 
even if queer employees stand up to companies it doesn't guarantee that the company will care for example multinational giants like netflix and spotify market to the queer community while also platforming transphobic material and employees at both companies have been protesting but to no avail here is the world is one news reporting on the protests against dave chappelle's comedy special on netflix next netflix employees are storming out of their own offices in protest and we'll tell you why on october the 5th the streaming company launched a special show with american comedian dave chappelle the release has brought scathing criticism though from viewers and even from its own employees the show named the closer is being branded as transphobic about 100 people gathered outside the studio complex in los angeles claiming that these kinds of content can fuel future violence and even killings and here is fox news discussing spotify employees protest against joe rogan's podcast Last year, the wildly successful host inked a $100 million deal with Spotify. But according to Business Insider, ooh, an employee complained on their internal networking channel, quote, I'm personally bothered by his transphobic comments and am concerned with the way he might spread misinformation. And another employee said the decision to sign Rogan was the most contentious one the company ever made. Clearly, inclusion of queer people is not enough if they are not listened to. This disconnect is all too common. During Pride month, many brands create campaigns starring queer people targeting a queer audience. But increasingly, we see queer activists asking brands online to not contact them for such campaigns. Anisha shares her own experience. I am sick of this rainbow washing and you know this kind of thing where like you will see all the apps on your phone also suddenly turning rainbow and then you know if you go into the whole capitalistic angle of it you know who are these brands owned by what do those brands do what do these bigger companies view lgbt people as it is literally just viewing us as objects that you know okay now let's take this gay person off the shelf because it's gay time it's lgbt time let's take them off the shelf and show them and then we'll put them back abhi usko storage mein rakho wapas agle pride month ke liye nikal denge you know it's 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 uh, trivializing right yeah. if you feel you feel trivialized and objectified to a certain extent i used to be really active on twitter really really active on twitter which is why i had the amount of followers that i do do have today which is what 19000 something um and i got sick of it and i stopped like i stopped all campaigns all together because either they were campaigns that i didn't believe in you know certain brands have contacted me like for example i remember a condom brand uh, contacted me and i was like dude i don't use condoms you know <laughs> I, i why will i talk about and promote like it just doesn't it's not a fit man like just notice just take into account the person you're contacting like kya bolungi yaar condom ke bare mein i don't remember the last time i've even seen a fucking condom man like why will i why will i use uh, why will i promote your brand i myself had a bad experience with one such campaign it was a pride month ad with an all queer cast we were told it would take 2 hours and we would be given some products in return things quickly went downhill as the shoot stretched on i spoke to tejasvi about it i mean i cannot tell you like from like in like 6 am or something to like lunch 
it's like we were trapped like you know they made us shoot out under the hot sun like it felt like exploitation but it also felt like yeah. you know we are doing this huge thing to represent you and it was all queer like it was all like a queer class. yeah so we are doing like, us a favor yeah. yeah like people were hungry they yeah. were not like getting any answers like people were being made to do the same thing again and again because they're not doing it well enough and i just felt like yeah. we were treated like they thought it was okay to treat us that treat us that that way because they were mm. doing something for queer representation i felt you know because otherwise mm. it's completely like it's un, un like not understandable how it's okay to treat people like that like when you're not even paying mm. them you know but yeah. it's even if they were paying us that would not be but it's also like we agreed on different terms it became something else so it was just just a whole yeah. mess and to just feel like i'm expected yeah. to kind of just be cool with it because oh they are allies <laughs> you know and they're doing something for us However, I also had a markedly different experience on a previous campaign. Maybe it was a fact that it was arranged by a queer person who also did workshops with the entire team to sensitize them beforehand. I did not simply feel safe. I felt celebrated. It was actually really nice. Like I had literally just cut my hair, you know, like this. Like I still have really long hair. and that yeah. happened like right after i cut my hair and so it actually it was like very gender euphoric i was actually styled in a very mask way which i i also don't style myself generally it was like yeah. seeing possibilities and things like that i've always ever wanted but it's like someone else kind of just did it for me anisha too has a pleasant memory of a shoot for fashion designer masaba gupta what i will say is that i think the one really positive experience we had was when uh, someone from masaba gupta's team reached out to us and um, they asked us to do a shoot for them and it was for valentine's day and that felt less uh, tokenized than most of the other campaigns that i've been uh, requested to be a part of and hence we went ahead with it you know and we've done a shoot for masaba which i think came out last last year, february last february valentine's day where we did a shoot in you know some of our outfits and all of that and that was literally just about love is love you know and that felt really good it was and it was there was we were not and also we were not the only queer couple it was not like you know in many times you say that okay one is enough you yeah. know let's not have more than one abhi ye to bahut representation ho gaya hai hmm you know there was more than one queer couple there was another one there with us at the shoot in fact um and it felt really really good to just say that this is this is normal you know like it's love means a sort of it manifesting in these different ways like women loving women men loving men whatever it may be and uh, that was a very positive experience for us so what makes a campaign or scheme or ad click for queer people I don't know. We are still figuring that out. And sometimes the community itself is divided on these issues. Some appreciate any representation we can get. Some reject all of it, saying that brands will never truly care for people over their bottom line. But sometimes, somehow things click. And in that moment, we feel seen and understood, and the world feels big. and full of possibilities 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Pride and Prejudice. If you like this episode, please rate this podcast or leave a comment. Underreported and underrepresented stories can become mainstream only if it reaches more people. So please support us by visiting our contributing page on our website sunoindia.in or follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram.